0: of st louis original podcast
1: welcome in to the latest local news coverage from across st louis this is the stl all local podcast Our top local story on this Thursday, April 20th, a missing Belleville attorney and lots of missing money are the subject of a new court filing in St. Clair County Court. When Belleville attorney Jason Caraway went missing in January, more than half a million dollars in money he was supposed to have given to clients from court settlements was missing, and the clients didn't get their money. Another $200,000 in client funds was supposed to be in a trust account but all that is there is about 32000 The report filed by a state disciplinary panel alleges Caraway forged a judge's signature in one case to withdraw $15,000 from an account that was designated for a disabled client. It's believed Caraway spent the money on himself. Kevin Killeen, KMOX News. A source close to the case says the FBI is investigating, but the FBI would not confirm or deny the existence of an investigation. A bill to legalize bare-knuckle fighting in Missouri gained preliminary approval in the statehouse today. Representative Michael Burton of
2: St. Louis County was among the opposition. I think it sends a very dangerous message to the youth in Missouri if we're going to start passing laws for sports that uh, are gonna significantly injure people.
1: The sport, which is much like boxing, would be regulated in the same way the bill needs one more House vote before advancing to the Senate. A new bill in the Missouri legislature looks to reinforce public schools in the wake of recent shootings around the country. The measure would make it clear that school resource officers can be armed, but sponsor Justin Hicks says the bill would also pay for bullet-resistant doors and windows, as that's the first line of defense.
2: This way that we are slowing intruders coming into the building down to allow law enforcement to get there and actually do their job. So it would actually reduce the amount of casualties, if not prevent all of them.
1: Hicks says the question he asked before coming up with this bill how to best protect kids without infringing on constitutional rights. Scott Jagow, KMOX News. Some local PDs applied for ARPA money.
2: Some, but not all. In 2023, the Department of Public Safety in Missouri approved 106 grants for $1. $1.6 million and the money could be used for anything, for police departments, even patrol cars, radios and things. Some of the local departments that were given the maximum of $20,000 were Brentwood, Rockville, and even Jefferson County. Not on the list of applicants. St. Louis County or city. Grants were also given to fire and EMS last year, totaling another $4,700,000. Stuart McMillan, KMOX News.
1: U.S. Senator Josh Hawley told the U.S. Energy Secretary today that he's had enough of the runaround between the DOE and Army Corps of Engineers about who's responsible to clean up radioactive contamination at Jana Elementary School in Florissant. I am dead serious about this. Until we get answers for these kids and until we get that school reopened and cleaned up, I'm going to hold every nominee your department, every piece of legislation. I'm gonna do the same thing with regard to the Army Corps. Secretary Jennifer Granholm told Hawley she would support his legislation directing the Army Corps to clean up the shuttered school he hopes for passage next week. You might smell a little funky, something funky in the air today. It's the cannabis holiday called 420, and this year St. Louisans and Missourians can celebrate legally. Hippo's dispensary CEO, Nicholas Ranella though, reminds you to partake responsibly.
0: You have to treat cannabis like you treat
2: any other recreational mind-altering product like alcohol. You know, don't drink and drive or, you know, don't consume and drive. Enjoy it responsibly.
1: Um, know when you're purchasing it from a licensed dispensary that you're getting safe,
2: tested products.
1: Major League Baseball has added a clock to make games quicker, among other changes. But are the games any better? Bob Costas weighs in on KMOX.
2: I think despite a few little glitches and a few calls for a tweak here or a tweak there, overall it's been an immense
1: success. Costa says a game that lasts three and a half hours but has a score of 10 to 9, that doesn't bother fans. He says it's not just the length of the game, it's the pace of the game. The KMOX Business Desk, it's a case of you win some, you lose some. A freight brokerage firm is expanding its offices downtown, adding 85 new jobs. Cincinnati-based Total Quality Logistics considers St. Louis a growth market according to the Business Journal. But then the Dial warehouse in Edwardsville is closing. 125 workers will lose their jobs. The soap company Dial, now owned by German firm Henkel, is shifting operations To Bowling Green, Kentucky.
0: Now, KMOX virtual consumer editor Megan Lynch. In school districts across the St. Louis region, private companies are being handed your child's digital backpack. Schools are paying tens of thousands in taxpayer dollars to outside tech firms to monitor what students do online. Is it keeping children safe? Or is it sacrificing kids' privacy and long-term security? Now the conclusion of our series, S is for Surveillance. There are high-tech hall monitors, sweeping through the corridors, alert to students' online movement, watching where students go, listening to what's being said, on guard for suspicious behavior. Many educators are passionate supporters
2: a lot of it is helping us put out fires before anything even happens.
0: Richard Hirsch is a former school resource officer, now director of safety and security for Bloomington, Illinois schools. Bloomington is home to Gaggle, one of the major players in online student surveillance.
2: I have my phone near my bed every night and I get sometimes I'll get gag alerts at three in the morning.
0: Hirsch considers it a safety net.
2: I could at least name three or four incidents where it was threats of suicide and the kids had plans in place. They had a date. We were able to get them help.
0: He tells KMOX it's also been used by the district to flag students who might be a harm to others.
2: We've gotten a couple kids that have just had an unhealthy passion for guns and they're researching guns on their computer.
0: The websites of student monitoring companies are full of banners and bold text showing detection stats and real-life stories of tragedies averted. We really empathize with schools. Schools have a lot going on. Rachel France of the nonprofit Fair Play says she's not convinced that online surveillance is the answer. We really need to rethink this idea that we need to know every single thing that our kids are doing every moment. Instead of school being a safe place where kids can learn from mistakes, it normalizes this idea that You know, if you make a mistake, it may haunt you for the rest of your life because it's being recorded and there's record of it. France is concerned about who has access to those records on children. Many of the monitoring platforms say they rely on human moderators or monitors to screen the most sensitive alerts. There's not really clear safety information about what these moderators can and can't do with this data and with these materials that they're receiving. So there's so much room for a possible leakage. Privacy was a key concern highlighted in a U.S. Senate investigation of student monitoring platforms. The final report concluded parents aren't being given enough information about privacy risks, not from their school districts and not from the online surveillance companies profiting from taxpayer dollars. What does happen to all the data? I asked Elizabeth Laird with the Center for Democracy and Technology. Should I have to worry as a parent? that somewhere on a server or in a cloud, there's a whole data set on my children. I think it is very fair to ask about how long this information is being kept and what are the sort of allowed uses of it. And just to take it even further, you talked about it being used on the cloud, but let's pick up on that example of, you know something is, is flagged because there's a concern that you know, your child might harm someone else. And that's then shared with law enforcement how long do they get to keep that? Do they get to only use it for um, that specific purpose? Or down the line, um, if they have another interaction with your child, can that information also be used against them? I researched questions about data storage. The short answer, it depends on the company your district hires. Some say they delete children's sensitive data every 30 days, more often if requested. Others keep data on students until they graduate And as we've told you, beyond your local school officials, information about your kids could be shared with law enforcement, third-party service providers, and company moderators who don't even know your child. You've listened to our reports about online student surveillance, and you're wondering, what's next for your family? Can you opt out? So we consider that an accommodation. Parkway's Jason Rooks says that's something that would require a lot of discussion on a case-by-case basis. If your student's curriculum and learning is tied to a device, it's going to be tough. What can we do to make sure that we're not putting the student at a disadvantage in the classroom? Rooks maintains technology is simply a tool. It is just another resource. Your scissors, your pencil, your paper, your Chromebook, all of those pieces that are part of your learning day. Critics like former educator Emily Chirkin, known as the Screen Time Consultant, aren't convinced. So I see that there's a liability CYA thing going on here for school districts where they're protecting themselves as they knowingly invest in problematic technology. If you're concerned or simply want to know more, here are some recommendations. Check your school handbook and website for information related to technology and privacy. KMOX News discovered that in many cases, you will have to go to administrators directly to get specifics about the monitoring software in use. It's also important to ask questions about what happens with your child's data, such as what's being tracked online, what information is saved, and who has access. One last thought, how do you talk to your kids about something that you likely never dealt with as a student yourself? Even the advocacy groups we spoke with were uncertain how to help families navigate. How do you know as a parent, and how do you sort of help your child know what is appropriate and inappropriate? What will be flagged and what won't be flagged? For more information and resources about online student monitoring, plus each of our stories in this series, go to KMOX.com.
1: Well, it is 420, so let's check in right now, take you to Steve's Hot Dogs on South Grand, and check in with Steve Ewing on KMOX. Why? Well, because it is 420, and Steve's Hot Dogs is partnering with Proper Cannabis for a day-long celebration. How's it going, Steve?
2: It is awesome. It's popping in here. It's great.
1: People may be wondering, you know, this has only been legal in Missouri for a couple of months now. What is 420? What's, what do you know about the origin of this? Why, why is 420 connected to marijuana?
2: That's a good question because I was asking that. I've been asking that question forever, and I never get the same answer from anybody. <laughs> so that is a fantastic question. It certainly
1: is a it holiday, is. though.
2: It is a holiday. It is a holiday. And it's an awesome holiday because in Missouri, this will be our first legal 420. So a big deal.
1: Now, of course, it seems like a no-brainer for a cannabis firm to partner with Steve's Hot Dogs. Can you talk about what's been going on today and, and what goes into this uh, partnership between you and Proper Cannabis?
2: It's been great. We, um, we, we partnered with them on a couple ideas. So one, we, we have Steve's Hot Dogs out at the Proper lo- uh, Cannabis locations, um, and we also have... Some really killer um THC infused mac and cheese bowls, our stoner bowls that we're running um just for today. And we also have some goodies, some freebies for everybody from Proper that uh that we're giving out today. So we have some really great stuff that kind of cross promote both of our companies. Um but our our chefs and our cooks put together some super awesome, crazy concoctions and recipes for the beverages and for food for just for today
1: so you've got a munchies menu that includes stoner bowls
2: that's correct <laughs> they're THC infused bowls so each bowl has about five grams of, uh, of delta nine <clears throat> and they're so delicious kind of like a, a nice creamy garlicky taste to it really good
1: now what have you what do you know about the it's been a couple of months uh, since the market opened uh, to recreational sales in Missouri. Uh what have mm-hmm. you heard from your your partners at Proper and from those elsewhere in the cannabis industry about uh how this has gone? I guess it's gone well because you wanted to be a part of it today.
2: Yeah, so there's everybody's sales are really good right now um and the the overall vibe from just people in the St. Louis area is really good. Um the support's been awesome for for all the retailers and um Proper's a great company. We like what they're about, you know, um, and they're in the community here. They've got a couple locations. And um, so it's, like I said, the, the support from this neighborhood and from the community has been awesome. And so we definitely wanted to be involved. And, you know, I, I think our food kind of lends itself to it. I mean, for years I've been calling our food stoner food anyway. So I, I think this just lines up just perfectly.
1: How late does it go till tonight?
2: We are open till 10 o'clock.
1: All right, so Steve's Hot Dogs on South Grand. You've also got folks out at the proper cannabis uh, locations, too, across uh, St. Louis area, South County, Crestwood. A lot going on for 420. Steve Ewing from Steve's Hot Dogs. Thank you so much for joining us on KMOX. Oh, thanks for
2: having me. Thank you so much.
1: State Senator Denny Hoskins is said to be the big holdup on making sports betting legal in Missouri. He's insisting video lottery terminals be included with the online bill, but his colleagues believe that's a separate issue. House Speaker Dean Plotker was asked about the odds with two weeks left in the legislative session. Uh, it's decreasing daily, it does, doesn't it? It seems the sun is setting. Um, you know, I, I, again, I think that overwhelmingly we support sports betting to a degree that it needs to be regulated The bill that we passed out of the House is a good bill. Executives from several pro sports teams, like the Cardinals, were in Jefferson City this week pushing for the sports betting bill. Of course, you can always subscribe to the STL All Local on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. We'll have more news in the morning.